Welcome to Dr. Three, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth and climbing the standard rank ladder. I am your host, Daring Alkaline, and along with me are my fellow hosts, Grandmasters and Master Scorecaster Dragon Rider, and Major Death. And of course, special guest this week, Grandmasters Caster Idolize, how we doing here? Yay! I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Awesome, awesome. So welcome, welcome to the show. So let's start and asking a few questions. Well, let's do our poll question first, and then we'll get to know you a little bit more. Sure. Yeah, so we can't really say last week's poll question, because this poll question is from about three weeks ago before we did our big two-part uh, card review, but we asked you, which card type are you most excited for in the new expansion? We had 100 votes. How about that? That is a lot of, a lot of feedback. Thank you to all of you that voted. And with 50% of the vote, the Wild Seeds emerged victorious of the car card types listed. Uh, the Skeletons were second with 22%. The Relics were third with Demon Hunter with 15%. And then 13% of you said, I want all three. Give me all three. So you get all three. So thank you again to all of you that voted. That is a fantastic total. And we will have another poll question at the end of this week's show. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Since I... Uh... I'm pretty sure, Dragon Rider, you wrote the questions up for the interview this week. So why don't you go ahead and steer us in that direction? Sure, sure. So, yes, Edelweiss, welcome. Hopefully many of the listeners already know you already. But for those who may not or maybe are just starting to get to you know be familiar with you, can you kind of let us know like how you got into Hearthstone, what your journeys has been with Hearthstone, and what you're involved in in the scene? Sure. So I played Magic for most of my life. Well, a very long time, since I was a kid. You know, my brother got me into it, and then I uh, play with him and his friends. We played at a fencing camp, and uh, I started doing some, like, local Friday Night Magics um, in high school, played in some Pro Tour qualifiers, etc. And then I got to college, joined the Magic Club, still played a bunch of that. But eventually, people were like, hey, there's this new digital card game that's called Hearthstone. And a, a lot of the talk at my university, it, well, in, in my sort of friend group, was just, yeah, it's great because times when I would play Magic with people, but I don't have anyone around, I can just queue up some Hearthstone, right? Because at the time, there was no Magic Arena, so there was no digital form of Magic the Gathering. And it was great where you, you could just sort of solo play a strategic card game. And so that's how I got into it. Uh, it was just a few of us that played it, you know, it wasn't the whole magic group, but uh, I started with Arena because I didn't really want to put money into the game. Magic is already fairly expensive, and uh, I used Arena to sort of build a collection, learn the basics, etc. I don't remember how good I was. I don't, it probably wasn't very great. Um, I think I did okay from some of my limited magic skills, but... It wasn't until, like, uh, 
few years later, honestly, that I started having a more reasonable collection and, and things. I remember, you know, Naxxramas first coming out and... Uh, it was so nice to have that adventure where you could like get the cards set and just have them, right? You could get the wings with gold. Uh, so that was like a big deal for me. Uh, and then as I sort of progressed through college, etc., and eventually uh, graduated and, and moved away, I no longer had my regular group of friends to play magic with. And once I had sort of lost that connection... It was a lot easier for me upon moving to Philly to just jam a bunch of Hearthstone rather than trying to find a, a whole new playgroup. And the first time I hit Legend was with Mech Mage. So if that tells you yep. how, yep. how long ago that was. That was a while ago was. then, yeah. probably. Yeah. Yeah. GVG. I mean... I, I joined when, you know, Face Hunter was the terror, right? And before we, and, and when we oh, got yeah. Nax and, and uh, got that, that death rattle buffing one drop. Uh, uh, Undertaker. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Undertaker, Undertaker Hunter, yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I played my fair share of that deck for sure. But I eventually started doing Firesides in Philadelphia. Um, a lovely uh, innkeeper, I guess we call them, uh, named Adam, was running things at the time. Uh, and I started finding myself really loving that community. And it weren't like big tournaments or anything, but um, eventually they did run a fairly big one in connection with a company called Nerd Street Gamers. And I won that tournament. And I started just going to all of the firesides and having uh, a ton of fun actually having community around the game. I miss firesides. Bring them back, please. Yes. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I got really into tournaments. I eventually had a, a practice group that we played a bunch. We were going to go to DreamHack Denver all together, but they ended up not being able to make it. And I, I, I went by myself, <laughs> which was wild. Um, stayed with some other people from Nerd Street, but uh, I I kind of got that that bug for for tournaments, and I culminated in qualifying for HCT Rio uh, or Copa de America, and so in 2018 was sort of my my highlight year, where I flew to Rio for because I qualified for that, and then I think I I forget if that was the same year but at some point kind of on my own dollar I went to HCT Oakland and then I qualified for like the uh, the women's America's top four whatever for WESG and I got invited because someone else had to bail for a WSOE2 uh, the the Hearthstone showdown, which was crazy that production was, value. It was so um, amazing, and so that was kind of my d- debut in a big way, starting with HCT Rio, and then all those other things that year, uh, into really getting more involved in terms of online. I joined Swagoy Gaming that year, and uh, yeah, the kind of the 
the rest is history. By the way, all of those things that they flew me, they flew me from Israel because by chance I was like in Israel for, for Passover stuff with my wife's family uh, and they had to fly me from there to Rio and then we were doing her uh, required semester in Israel uh, the latter part of the year. So for WESG and WSOE, they also had to fly me from from Israel. It's very goofy. <laughs> That sounds like a lot of moving parts there. So, <laughs> yeah, you're you're like, I, I can't even express like how deeply rooted I feel like you are in like the competitive, like grassroots competitive scene, and like you didn't even list everything either, by the way, like because you also play like every year and have won, mind you, the Supergirl Gamer Pro. Yeah, like, you didn't even mention any of that. Like, you have kicked ass I, in well, that, too. Like, I wanted to cut off <laughs> at some point. I don't know. Oh, no, no, know. please keep going. Like, <laughs> yeah. We, we got nowhere to go. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll, I'll, just, I'll just stop saying how many wins I have after, like, a handful. Okay, you know. Uh, yeah, but it's... You, you've done so much and you know i guess that we can kind of lead into the next question is that you know after all of the the tournaments like success you've had tournaments that you've been competing in you actually recently a couple weeks ago just got to cast a weekend of this final season of grand masters so congratulations by the way and yeah. it was super Thank exciting you. to uh, get to see you to do that you were amazing yeah you uh, it was yeah <laughs> If you would have turned it on and you'd not known who the casters were, you'd be like, oh, yeah, this must be the regular casters. You did, like, you yes. nailed it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I've gotten a ton of support for that, which has been incredible. Um, I kind of, I always assumed that the casting space was kind of super saturated, so it wasn't really something that I thought about getting into myself. Um, but a bar asks you. I'm not. I'm not going to say yeah. no. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, figured I'd give it a shot, and uh, it, it was it was an incredible incredible ride. I, at one point, TJ lost audio. Or oh yeah. He, he yeah. Did, had to yeah. reboot his PC, yeah. and I was just like, like right off talking the bat for too, ten right? minutes. <laughs> oh, and it was great too. It was great when you were by yourself. Yeah. It was great. You were just like. Bam, we were, it was, it was literally just flawless. It was, I mean, <laughs> like I said, if I was new to the scene and hadn't noticed who was casting, like you were a natural. So like you did a really good job. Thank you. Yeah. I, I really owe it to coin concede, honestly, because just talking about the game every week for one and also coin concede really put me on on the map in a lot of ways um initially as a guest from those aforementioned events and then later on once um Bodicus and or not Bodicus, appa decided to take a step back, step back for personal reasons uh they brought me on in 2020 and uh it's yeah, I owe so much to Coin Concede. I feel like it's really helped with, with my growth, and I, I don't think I ever would have had the opportunity to cast if not for uh, for that podcast. And you know, I I, I love Hat and Bot and and, <laughs> uh, and and now Wicked Good as well on the show. 
it's 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 great just kind of hanging out with with friends every week very good people yeah for sure was there anything else that you wanted to share about the experience overall or just how it was because that's that's a big thing and like yeah I, i got to do it too at one point but like it's it's not saturated. Twice. Like, you got to do it twice. <laughs> yes, yes. I am, I'm so grateful for those opportunities. And it's like, it's just, you know, I guess over the years we've had just those, those handful. So even just to be brought on, you know, once or twice, but just to share that uh, feels amazing. So is there anything else that you just wanted to, to plug or, or talk about with the experience as a whole? Uh, yeah, I, I guess just that I'm, gonna do my best to to try and do more casting um i actually would have done another thing with bet me but unfortunately when when they got to me um i already had plans that weekend i, I would have been with you actually <laughs> donnie um so at this point i think I've, I've sort of i've caught that as well and then so i'll be i'll be looking for for more opportunities um because it, it was just a uh, really enjoyable experience so uh, i i feel like people it it sounds cliche to say a calling i mean i don't know if it's like a calling exactly but but i, I kind of it was a switch that flipped right once once i i did it i was sort of like oh i could like do mm-hmm. this and this mm-hmm. this has actual potential future like content i i is enjoyable and i'm still going to try and work on that stuff but there are so many times where i have uh written a script or or like gotten you know 50 or even like 80 percent of the way through something and then just not done like the all-important last bit on on a bunch of different projects and casting it's just like well either you're doing it or you're not and then you're on and and you just talk it's it i feel like it uh meshes a lot better with my sort of strengths and weaknesses that's awesome (laughs) did either of you have any other like burning questions you wanted to ask specifically before we kind of move on well one thing first, if you get to do more casting, I think we as a community are going to be a lot better off because you were fantastic. <laughs> and, I, and I've told you that, you know, when it, she Edel does my coaching session with Coin Conceit every month and I learn an absolute ton every month with no matter if it's a deck I've played a lot or something brand new, it is always fun to get uh, the perspective and some of the knowledge and tips that I get from that. But The question I guess I am interested in is because you've been around so long with the game, Mm. what, what are some of your favorite decks or or favorite cards that, that are like, you know, if I'm going to play or if I could pick any and play anything right now, what, what are some of the cards? What are some of the decks that you most enjoyed during your time in Hearthstone? So the initial deck that, I said for the longest time was my my favorite deck was probably not actually a deck. It was sort of before I I was in, involved in sort of communities and, and any of the resources that put together stats and everything. Uh, for those that may not recall, 
there was a time when you were not allowed to use trackers in tournaments. So it took me quite a while to actually do that because I thought, well, I could have this assist on ladder now, but then I'll be screwed in a tournament if I rely on it because you can't use a tracker in tournaments. Um, So I wanted to practice my sort of remembering stuff that was left and all that. But I also didn't get tuned in to all the resources for real decks. So I called, there was this thing, Fatigue Mage. I don't know if this was real or not, but you <laughs> used like Death Lords to pull minions out of your opponent's deck. Mm-hmm. And the Duplicate Secret to get extra copies of them or extra Sludge Belchers. So it was just like a bunch of taunts. And because you pulled a couple minions out of their deck, you would win in Fatigue. <laughs> uh, I believe oh we, we might have also had Antique Healbot back then. I'm not positive. Yeah, that would be the time of Antique yeah. Yobot. Uh, yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. And, uh, and of course, Ice Block. So it was just, you know, super grindy. And I loved it because I felt like when the game had ended, I had beaten every card in my opponent's deck because that was the only way I could kill them was by fatiguing them. So uh, it, it's times have changed. <laughs> just a little. <laughs> Win cons. That, that does actually... That does actually lead me into another another question, though. Is is you are a deck builder more than that? I would say I definitely am not a deck builder, and and you're you're definitely an off meta deck player. It seems like whenever I tune into your stream, you're you're trying something a little out there, something that's not conventionally considered to be strong. Uh, I, I'm curious where you get your ideas or or how you how you go about coming up with these decks that you end up playing on stream and and end up doing well with like 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 that fatigue mage (laughs) so i think a lot of it comes down to okay what do i see and then those are the things i'm not allowed to play (laughs) okay (laughs) and then i start from there right so (laughs) it it it's you know kind of rough sometimes because you know we started this expansion and i was like all right well i can't play druid imp lock or skeleton mage because those are everywhere and clearly good and proven so i had to start somewhere else and i was actually having a really rough time trying to find anything functional um so i have had to rely a little bit more this time on stuff that other people have made and then making the card adjustments myself a bit uh things picked up over the weekend in terms of more options so i've been been happier but um yeah it's just sort of some of it is looking at packages of cards that uh, clearly have good support and just trying to to tinker with them a bit. And um, a lot of times I will figure something out to try and target something else. Not not usually in the beginning of an expansion because there's just so much stuff generally. Um, with all the quests, I kind of do a down-the-line revisit. Okay, what if we tried this quest or this quest or this quest with the new cards? right revisiting quest paladin rip um but uh you know i made a totem shaman that of course is miserable into other shamans unless you kill them before turn six but it you know i went about 50 50 with it on stream like five and five it's like the bones are there and you get to find out little things like well if you're totem shaman 
you can amalgam a totem and it's almost always something you're interested in because there's one neutral totem. That's the right. sinful uh, totem. So you'll get Manatide or Flame Tongue or Anchor Totem, which is a big deal for the deck, uh, or a Gigantotem, and it it just kind of works. So I feel like that just exploration and curiosity of weird interactions. One of my favorite decks for the longest time, um, back when I watched a ton of Osmodai uh, when he played Constructed, was Madame Goya Shaman. And okay. uh, that was actually in my lineup for the that first big tournament I played in Philadelphia. Uh, Madame Goya Shaman, because I hated Pirate Warrior. And Pirate Warriors didn't really love earth elementals and <laughs> that was kind and of what that deck was about was tutoring out an earth elemental yeah using it into play making copies uh, it was a very silly very silly deck um i was gonna say the best earth elemental is the one that you just get to don't put out pay there for, for, for her. Yeah. I, yeah, especially <laughs> with the overload right that's that's the biggest part <laughs> yep yep yeah. yep yep so yeah, I, I just try and, and do funny interactions and, and get some some good highlights because that's what's so cool about Hearthstone compared to something like Magic. Um, magic, there's so many ways for your opponent to mess you up. And I think, you know, it's important to have some disruption. Uh, it feels like we have maybe a little too much right now, but... Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of times you can just kind of do the cool thing in Hearthstone and get a get away with it if you're able to snowball hard <laughs> enough. I like I also yeah. I also like yeah. not having to read paragraphs on cards to understand what they do. Also, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and I don't have to worry about the chain in Hearthstone. The chain is non existent, so <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think all the, the disruption stuff. Uh, I was playing that on stream today. It's We yes. just call it good stuff, Shaman, because there's just like, there's a bunch of disruption in that deck right now. Like, you freeze, you steal stuff, you eat stuff with mutinous, and then you repeat with a bird and you do it all again. And it's, yeah. it's great. I, I really love that deck, and I'm so bummed that it has just become the best deck and everyone's playing it because the mirrors are terrible i hate them i mean i hate mirrors oh, yeah. on a on a good day but um that's another reason i play off meta but that mirror in particular is just like this dance of who can do the snowfalls or yep. get the crazy kalefoss turn or land a glug and the opponent can't do anything about it it's just a mess uh that i i don't really wish to engage with but i think as much as i like that deck it would be so much healthier if Macaw could only repeat battle cries that cost five or less because it gets rid of the Denathrius repeat problem, mm -hmm. which is not okay. Uh, it doesn't yes. actually show up that often, but it's not okay. Yes, and, correct. And similarly, getting mutinist, you know, half a dozen times isn't great. And of course, Snowfall, like there's so much space that opens up in terms of breathability for aggressive board-based decks. If they have to play around one, maybe two snowfalls instead of four. <laughs> or here, here. <laughs> four and then a gigantic minion staring back in the face of a proposing yeah. counter lethal. 
Especially, and that's before you get into Bullner and Bran, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I think like they have Devourer now, right? Yeah. So you can just have the two snowfalls, and that's fine. Yeah. Yes. Well, we are definitely going to be talking about the meta in a little <laughs> bit. We're we're definitely going to be doing that. But uh, just real quickly before we get into the news, thank you for you know answering our questions there, and yes, thank everybody you. get to know you a little bit more. And uh, anybody that wants to go find you in more places, please, I highly recommend you you do go check out Edelweiss in all all the places. Uh, but we will share all of that at the end of the show as well. So, And they'll be in the show notes as well, so you can go find all of that information. Actually, there. I do have one other question. The name. Oh. Valkyria Chronicles reference? Absolutely. Okay, so. good. Yes. Yep. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, big fan. Big fan. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty old game. Honestly, a great anime that no one has the rights to anymore. So mm-hmm. you'd have to like get it on DVD to watch or just buy the game, play the game. It's a great game. The game's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. It's the name of the tank they use. So yes. I I especially love it because uh, for, for those who don't know, I don't talk about it very much, but I am at this point sort of publicly out. I, I am trans. So uh, I feel like Edelweiss encompasses kind of the, the masculine and the feminine because it is both a flower and this tank. <laughs> so I have a kind of banner logo type thing one of my friends uh, made for me or I commissioned that is the tank from Valkyria Chronicles shooting Edelweiss flowers. <laughs> I noticed that. I, I just wanted to control. I was like, I, I know that this is the answer, but I'm just confirming it for myself. Because <laughs> I've noticed the, uh, the and I like, I didn't realize it was a flower until the sound of music. And then it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. So let's move on to the news. Sorry for that distraction. Uh, Team five confirms no balance changes before master's tour Friday. Uh, this was confirmation from deck tech and a bar on Twitter. Then we have new legendary quest awards one murder at Castle Nathria pack for playing five infused cards. If it's not a it, it is not a chain quest. This is only one, and you have to, seven days to complete it. So, play five infused cards. You get you get a pack. Simple. <laughs> play in block. You'll get it real fast. That's <laughs> otherwise you're gonna have to play the Nathria's Druid and. <laughs> Or Shaman. Shaman also runs a few infuses. So, uh, new constructed bundles and battlegrounds customization options of, uh, available in the shop. So we have the uh, dragon. Move your. To- <laughs> you guys are keep messing with my reading the news. <laughs> Garage bundle, ten dollars USD. Uh, a new warrior skin, tier two, five warrior card packs. Uh, and then we have Kel'Thuzad, the Inevitable Bundle, $10, a new Mage Skin Tier 2, and five Mage Card Packs. We have Baroness Vaj Bundle, a $10 USD uh, bundle with a new Shaman tier, uh, tier 2 skin and five Shaman Packs. And then we have Battleground Emotes, Mystery Mayhem, a new Battleground Emote Pack with six Nathia-themed emotes. In case you don't remember, the base BG motes are now free for all players and don't require perks, while Blizzard is selling extra emote packs. And finally, Battleground Strike Anima Crypt, a new Nathir-themed Battleground Strike. 
So that's that one it. actually looks really cool. Yeah, it like turns the entire board red, and and looks oh really cool. Do you have to I, do you I, do you have to swap out the emotes all together? Is it just like one set for the other? No. Okay. You can pick and choose, which is kind of yeah. great because then you can. You know, you can keep your happy cow. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not giving up happy cow. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I think they kind of recognized that some people were going to be pretty attached to certain emotes. So I think that was a really great choice, making it uh, able to pick and choose what you're interested in. Yes. I'm not as much of a BGs player, so I, I, I want to save for things like the incredible Baroness Vash uh, skin and, and not get things like the emotes and strikes, but I, I acknowledge that they are awesome and it would be great to yeah. have them. <laughs> I feel like they're pretty reasonably priced too, though. They like are. the emotes and the, and the skin, you know, $5 each. Like if that's something you're interested in, it doesn't feel like it. It's too expensive for that. So at least that's good. Cause uh, that was definitely an issue that I've had with some of the like mercenary stuff. I'm like, yes, I want to do mercenary stuff. And then that's like super expensive. I'm like, mm, maybe I don't. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I I have not bought a battleground strike because it just seemed like a bit excessive and I didn't really get it. But this one's cool enough; I might actually get it. Do it! I, I, now, now that I'm actually playing battlegrounds and enjoying it, I I think it's one of those things. It's like, yeah, I could just put that on and just enjoy it. Like i I got my uh, I got my um car. Forgot its name now. Good grief! The uh, the one that came with the pre order. The the no the Karazan. Oh, okay. Mage. Yep. Bartender. Medivh. Why am I for Medivh? Yes. Medivh. Okay. They had Medivh as a bartender, and I'm like, I have to have Medivh as a bartender because, like, one night in Karazan is like my favorite favorite like trailer for an expansion, and I'm like, this looks just like medieval from that from that trailer so i'm like i have to have this and like the the anima crypt it seems seems right along that same lines it's just it looks so cool i think i think i might have to have to splurge and get it that's how i feel about this kelthazad one like i normally love the like the women badass portraits but this one is kelthazad sitting there petting a gelatinous cat and it's pretty freaking amazing, and I might just have to get it. Do, do you remember the cat's name? It's Mr. Jigglesworth. Oh, the oh, yes. <laughs> I thought it was Bigglesworth. Wait, it what? normally is, but the gelatinous but version is it's Mr. Jigglesworth. <laughs> Jiggles. Of course. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's upgraded it's to a skeleton good. jelly cat. <laughs> oh, so good. Uh, Yes. Yeah, I I always wish that these had the animated like the new hero powers cuz that's a much bigger deal for me than class packs. But I I recognize that for some people like the class packs make it more palatable, right? They need cards more than skins, so it's kind of like you know, they they put in 10 for for the skin and and get but also doesn't feel as bad cuz the packs. But for me I'm just like I have everything if I'm getting a new cosmetic, I want it to be the full deal. I want to have new animated hero power. Because yeah. sometimes it almost feels like a non sequitur, the hero power with the the skin. 
Yep. Yep. Yeah. No, I hear you. I also have everything. So it's like, that's why I'm like, I don't need the packs. And then I'm just spending $10 on a skin. Maybe I'll think about it. (laughs) Well, you know who else has everything? Is going to be the competitors playing on the Masters Tour suite accounts this weekend for Masters Tour Murder at Castle Nathria. It's going to be August 12th through the 14th. Yeah, I saw you fist bump. You like, you like that segue? <laughs> I'm getting good at him. I'm practicing. Uh, yes, this coming weekend, the fifth Masters Tour of the year. There's only one more. And then in October, I th- this is like going so fast, I feel like. So we have this one. One more Masters Tour, and then the World Championship in October. So I'm sure after that, we'll be finding some more out, hopefully, about like what's next. Um, I know there's going to be... There's already a lot of people who are like, what do we do now? There's no qualifiers. Uh, so hopefully we'll hear something you know, pretty soon. But this weekend, chance to watch, starting on Friday, August 12th. Uh, this one seems to be based in like morning time for the kind of U.S., so that is going to be starting each day at 8 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, so there are a couple of different times. If you are in some different time zones, you can check that out. But just like all of the other ones, it is a four deck best of five conquest with a ban. First day is the first four rounds. Second day, the other four rounds. And then day three is going to be top 16, top eight, semifinals and finals. And again, just like with all the other ones, $250,000 prize pool. And everybody watching at home can earn up to two Murder at Castle Nathria packs by watching the typical, right? Two hours and then four hours total to get that second pack it can be cumulative. So you can watch, you know, an hour on the first morning, two hours on the second day, and then an hour of the finals or whatever and, and get your packs. But uh, total of four hours over the weekend on the YouTube channel. Yes, still on YouTube. It ends this year. Don't worry. I know we, we keep bringing that up every time. Hopefully it's going to be back on Twitch next year. I'm sure a lot of people are going to be hyped for that. So we'll we'll find out. But yes, just on YouTube still right now for that. But it's going to be really interesting, I feel like, to see what lineups and what decks these competitors bring. Because uh, I know we were kind of talking about it slightly before and we're, we're about to dive into it in the main topic. But like, this meta is like all over the place. I think there might be like a few decks that are kind of rising up, but also in a competitive where where you're going to have a ban, it's going to be really interesting to see what the lineups end up looking like. I am really curious to see what people end up bringing or if there is a lot of people who get rewarded for deck building, like we were talking about with Edelweiss, you know, this, I don't think this meta is anywhere near solved where I do actually think people who build some really interesting decks might actually get rewarded for it in this, in this tournament. So I'm really excited for this one. You guys going to be checking it out this weekend? Oh, yeah, definitely. The second it comes live, I'm it's going to be on my TV at work. So <laughs> I'm excited. I'm I'm very excited. I love the competitive scene, so it's always great to uh, get a tournament or get Grandmasters. So looking forward to it. I think unlike Grandmasters, and Grandmasters is good, don't get me wrong, but just the the size of the field and all the different people that you don't get to see when there's the grandmasters. I, I think it, I think it uh, gives you just kind of a, a better, a better, more eclectic mix of, of potential uh, 
potentially interesting things, both from a deck building standpoint and just what matchups end up looking like by the time. Like, I I think I actually enjoy, like, the Swiss rounds more than I enjoy once they get to the top 16. And so I end up watching, like, day one and day two more than I end up watching on day three for, for whatever reason. Just because I, I, I think it's more interesting. I'm more, it feels like I'm more likely to see something crazy or something unexpected in the Swiss rounds than I am once once it gets to the top 16. Mm-hmm. All right. Totally fair. Oh, I just have Any thoughts? One thing to add, which is that Gia is competing in this event. That's right. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. I forgot. When that. she was practicing to, like, be able to cast better, she accidentally qualified. So, <laughs> yeah. Whoops! I mean, yeah. Hate it when that. you do that. So I'll be I'll be cheering her on for sure. Absolutely. Oh yeah, yes. Thank you for bringing that up. I I completely spaced including that. Yes, <laughs> super excited to see her compete. It's been quite a while. Cause I think was the WSC or yeah double blah. Yep. Yeah, she won the blah, initial the WSOE two <laughs> in the finals against Cora, and then yes. um, I think might have I forget if she won in sort of the the next iteration of that event as well but yeah i don't yeah. know how much she has played in sort of the main line uh hearthstone right events, but she kind of jumped onto the map with that in terms of saying like hey I'm, i don't just cast i'm i'm really good at this game she's kind of good yeah. at every mode that she does it's nuts it's, it's so. kind of gross like can you <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly but, but also we love you gia but exactly but also share how do we i accidentally you. qualify for a master's <laughs> tour like yeah. <laughs> oh man <laughs> i'm uh, sure they will highlight her and oh yeah of if course they don't there will be a lot of shame on them like what are you doing <laughs> highlight gia that's gotta yeah, be absolutely. that's gotta be the the, the round one like right off the bat match like that's the match they're opening they because they generally try and do like someone like a well-known like streamer or someone from like grandmasters like they try and do that yeah. in the first round so well if you end up on stream first round and you lose it we're sorry chia we didn't mean to <laughs> jinx you <laughs> i mean it's just but. impressive that she's there that i mean that absolutely that shows you can hang making a winning one of those yeah. tournaments to or, or you know, getting the results is just ridiculous, so. Yes. Well, let's let's talk about some new cards and talk about decks that we might end up seeing at the Masters Tour this weekend and what we've been seeing on Ladder and all the craziness that's been the first week of the meta. So, Mage, you want to uh, walk us through what we're going to be talking about? Yeah, our main topic, as you can about imagine, is we've been, as of recording, we've the new expansion has been out for one week, even though it feels like it's been out for ages. Uh, a lot has happened. A lot of decks have bubbled up to the top. A lot more decks keep bubbling up, and and, and it seems like uh, you know every time you log in, you're going to see something a little bit different. So. I want to go th around and we're, let's talk about what we've been playing and, and, and what we've been seeing and, and that sort of thing. And Dragon Rider, I'm going to start with you. Where where did you start when the expansion hit? What did you play? And what, what was kind of your day one impressions uh, oh of the expansion? 
Okay, so technically the very first game that I played was my own like face hunter wild seed build. And then because uh, I had had I was doing like a special um, sub dice roll thing for my 12 hour launch day stream. So I had to play a hunter game. And then I switched to other stuff because I play a ton of hunter anyway. So I was like, well, I want to play other things. And oh my gosh, what did I even play? I think I started with some demon hunter because I'm super excited for relics. Or maybe it was Paladin. Like, I don't even remember now. Like, that feels like ages ago. It was only a week ago. But I'm like, I don't know. And I've literally... Okay, I, so so what have you so played many. the most over the last week then? If you don't remember what you did first, what have you played the most since the expansion hit? Uh, a lot of really bad decks. <laughs> I, good answer, I good answer. I a couple of days just doing my own stuff. I really tried a lot of Demon Hunter because I was so excited for relics. And like, so I was trying like just a, a, like just relics and then like fell stuff. And then I was like, okay, relics and death rattle. And that didn't work. And then I was like, what if this was the best? I was like, what if I do relics and the quest line with like turbo draw? Oh, that was even worse, so definitely don't do that. <laughs> I tried, though. I was like, this is such a great idea. No, it was really, really bad. Um, and like, then... There's something there, or at least it always feels like there's something there, because yes. the games where you get to double your Relic of Dimensions twice, you feel unstoppable because nothing costs any mana. <laughs> uh, like, I, I played the Draco Cat list for a while, and that felt like better than other versions I did. But it it still was just like struggling it's... to stay over fifty fifty and yeah um, yeah it, it just Big sad. It's not quite there. At first, I was like, maybe maybe there's gonna be a relic in the mini set, and that's when this will pop off. And then I learned that lore wise, there's only these three relics, and I was bummed. oh no, my heart's <laughs> broken all over again. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, that's pretty much been my experience. I think the other one that I've actually played a lot of as well as shaman i've tried a lot of like evolve shaman i did try a totem shaman thing i've tried like wide board evolve bloodlust mix decks and then i've been trying this like the you know now after you know after i play all my own decks that always end up being pretty bad then then i'm like all right just give me the deck codes and then i'll play these things that like everybody else is doing uh so now i'm just playing like the you know I think, what, what did I say it was called today on stream? It was like, uh, we're just shortening it to good stuff, Shaman, but good pretty much shaman. it's like, yeah, yeah it, it's, it does all the things. It's like board freeze, evolve, Murloc, you know, Denathrius OTK stuff. Like it does all of it. It's just got all the good cards. And it's like, I don't know how, all, and Renathal. So it's like the XL. It's like all the things, but it's good. So that's what I was playing a lot of. Also, I recall uh, you were re playing another class um, that has to do with my yeah, boy Arthas. Or I not Arthas. I mean, uh, Goddamn it. Anduin. I said Arthas. I, I was going to ask. That's you hit I... Legend after the expansion hit. And what did you hit it with? Freaking Priest. <laughs> and it was the best. <laughs> I was so excited. I was playing that. Uh, yeah, the like the Pelagos wig priest, bless priest. That was really so good. fun. I was, there was mul like not even just one, not even two, like multiple games where I got turned like four and five lethal. I was like, this is the bet. Like, this is the kind of priest I want to play. 
Like, I don't want to play the priest that goes like 80 million turns and takes forever. Like, no. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you, you take your thumbs up there, your thumbs down there. You, you take that. <laughs> I like, I like but, that priest. <laughs> I know. You, you can have it. But it was like, what, yeah, a, it was fun. What, a, what about you? Where, where, where did you start and what, what has kind of captured your interest over the last week? Yeah, I mean, I, I similarly started with a lot of really bad decks and, and had a, a really, really bad win rate, which I talked about on CoinConceit a bit, um, like sub 40% over 23 hours and 160 games. It was rough. Um, Oof. Now, the wins in there were me getting to legend with Face Hunter. Um, obviously, the odd win here and there, but... Yeah, Face Hunter, like, it's still good. Uh, probably do the Wild Seeds. I, I didn't, but uh, those are probably more reliable. I, I did some goofy things with, like, Crooked Cook and the location, because uh, I, 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 I dig those a lot. Uh, a Hunter just doesn't really have many bad cards right now. <laughs> so there's all kinds of ways you can play Hunter. You can do Big Beast Hunter. You can do Face Hunter. You can do quest hunter i think people aren't as enthused about because it's just sort of the wild add some wild seed cards to that and it's good stag charge and, and the other one uh but yeah then i switched over to the shaman and then i stopped doing that when everyone started playing shaman i played some approving grounds demon hunter which i think is underrated that deck is hilarious um because there's the 10 mana 8 8 death rattle summon an 8 8 both with rush as well as 6 mana 6 4 rush or sorry 6 mana 4 4 rush when it dies summons a 2 2 copy of a minion in your deck so getting like a 2 2 zilag or a 2 2 neptalon is pretty great and since proving grounds has the two things fight you just get goofy things where you you summon the the reveler and it fights something else. The the reveler dies and you have like two awesome minions on turn uh, <laughs> five or six. So so that was a, a goofy deck. I I think it probably got a bit worse as shaman proliferated, but a uh, ton of fun still. And you know demon hunter, which there's not a whole lot of going on. And I gotta tell you, there's a a miracle rogue now that. I don't understand why there's not more of it going on. So Bach for Life made a boat miracle rogue that instead of doing all the coin nonsense, you just you run a jar and vessel, and uh, his version capped off at Krabatoa. It was just, you got the location, you got Draka. It's not all in on the miracle cards, but every once in a while, you know, make an 8-8, you make a... Ashbringer off of Draka or something just while you're doing your other stuff and things having stealth is is really nice right you can usually get that guaranteed one swing and there's enough damage in the deck that you can get over the finish line um Pigpen went and took that list took out Door of Shadows and added Mr. Smite and the hero which I think is kind of nice gives you a little more burst in terms of going for smite and uh, gone fishing to pull up a you know sunken yeah. vessel, get a bunch of burst damage, and you can still do the step Edwin for crazy high uh, damage potential. So I really love Dora Shadows though. 
So I took out SI7 extortion instead, and, and that's been a Because <laughs> Door that's, of Shadows, when you get the copy, is just bonkers. Like, getting an extra prep for the turn, or an extra... I mean, you can get an extra of the sunken, and, and basically what happens is you, you draw the one, and then you play the temporary copy, and, and you basically get both. Uh, that actually hasn't really happened to me, but what did happen is I was against a face hunter, and I got Mida off of the um, <laughs> off of reconnaissance. <laughs> and at one point, I played an infused door of shadows, and it hit the fragment. And then I played <laughs> the temporary copy, and then they conceded because wow. I had two Midas against face yeah. hunter. That. Yeah, yeah, I would probably do the same thing. <laughs> Very nice. Well done. Put put that face hunter right in their place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's a ton of fun stuff you can do, and I'm curious to see what further explorations are made. It does sort of feel like Shaman is the hands-down best deck at the moment, just because it's got a good proactive and reactive game plan, uh, and, and so it's very flexible. Um, doesn't mean you can just pick it up and win games. Like you've got to figure out what you're doing and know all its intricacies. But it's uh, it's very powerful, and I'll be curious, sort of as things progress, if people are going to come up with strong counters or not. I saw Pascoa earlier playing Quest Warlock, which was alarming. I've started seeing that a little bit. Yep. Coming back, yeah. So, I want to know about this shaman deck because I honestly do not know what shaman deck you're talking about. But I want to get Daring's comments here first. First uh, week or so, what? Where? Where did you start, and what has uh, caught your fancy through the first week of playing? So I started off. I went to Pure Paladin because I wanted to do the Countess, um, okay. and that was. A lot of fun. Countess is very, very fun and can be very swingy. Like I got, I got um, Houndmaster Shaw <laughs> in Paladin <laughs> for zero, and that was ridiculous. That was just like, yes, I will clear your board and push damage phase with the cards from my hand. Um, so I, I've I started there. I did. I messed around with Imp Warlock. I did some Shadow Priest. Um. And then I did a bunch of mage, skeleton mage, which is fun. And then I did an extensive amount of druid, because druid was the in vogue. And then I tried hunter, I've tried uh, a bunch of other stuff, and then I've kind of been playing a 30-card version of the shaman that came out before the XL version of it, which... I I like and I feel like has the edge in the mirror. It's just sometimes that deck like the 40 cards can just be it can it can hit the jackpot and that's what it's there for. Like I feel like the 30 card is more um consistent and it has been in my experience and it's just like sometimes like I get a little bit high rolled on what the, what they pick up, but like I feel like it has a good matchup there and if we want to talk about that deck, I think uh, 
I think we, it sounds like all of us have seen it and played it um, a little bit too. So it's just your basic. Yeah. yeah. All, all of you except me. I, yeah. ha- I have no idea what this deck is. I, simpleton that I am, was going into this expansion saying, I want to play Imp Lock. That looks like the deck I want to play. Mm-hmm. Day one, it explodes. Yes. Day one, it explodes. I don't get to play it because we recorded the podcast. I got to open my cards and I didn't even open Rafam. Oh, so I didn't no. get a chance to play it day one. I crafted Rafam day two, then lost my first five games with it. Felt absolutely heartbroken at it. Almost threw my phone out my office door. <laughs> but then proceeded oh, to actually no. do pretty well with it over the next couple uh, couple days, in spite of the fact that it, Freeze Mage, Skeleton Mage got pretty popular, and that's kind of a disgusting uh, deck to try and deal with when you're playing Imp, Imp Lock. But I was having fun trying out different tech cards in there. Um, I did try because of quests. I wanted to play some Hunter games. I drew, I pulled none of the Legendary Hunter cards, Makes me feel bad as well. So I went to Quest Hunter and put the Wild Seed cards in there because I got all the Wild Seed cards and have not lost a game with Quest Hunter with the Wild Seeds in them. It is that deck. I We got Legend um, with... I've gotten Legend with Hunter the last two months. Two months ago, it was Vandar Big Beast Hunter. And then last month, it was Quest Hunter... And now I'm I, I did I'm doing really well with Quest Hunter again. I'm at Diamond Five, and we'll probably be playing some of that uh, along with Zulok and and maybe trying out this Shaman deck. But uh, yeah, I really wanted Zulok, and and it, I was like, great, it's great, it's great, everybody. And then I ran into nothing but Freeze Mages and and Mirror Matches the first five games, and it's just like, this is terrible. <laughs> This is absolutely terrible. Yeah, that's so definitely a matchup where the mirror match can feel really bad, especially if you're not if you're on coin and you don't have anything to really capitalize. It's just the the classic, uh, you know, slap fight with weenies. And if you don't, if you get to go first, you're probably winning as long as you're keeping up with the curve. So yeah. All right, so let's let's talk about this shaman deck because I need I need to know what the good what the good deck is. So Edelweiss, fill me in here. Tell me what it is I'm I, I've been missing out on by playing Im, Imps Implock and and Quest Hunter. So a lot of this is kind of the control shaman that we saw before. Uh, Habu I think posted the XL list uh, using Primal Dungeoneer. To specifically find either schooling, primordial wave, or command of Neptulon, so very high chances to draw two, and giving you pretty good odds of finding either uh, the only elementals are Sleepbreaker, Amalgam of the Deep, and uh, Snowfall Guardian. So pretty good hits. Uh, I think now people are starting to put Cavern back in because Fino said something. <laughs> so Cavern has been making its way back into lists. But it, it's it got the Murloc package of Clownfish and uh, Flurgle, which can give you some nice swings. Uh, Habu had Murloc Holmes. 
I think the best argument for that is even if you screw it up, you get information about what is in their hand or not. So you can go, okay, this is in their hand. Uh, I should play Theotar or I should play, you know, a bunch of mutinous or whatever. I don't like it. I think it's much easier to just take out Holmes and put in a crud caretaker. And, and that gives you a little more high roll potential on the two locations. The muck pools, which there's so many times that muck pools just does incredible work just by going muck pools and then you like play clownfish on curve, turn it into a four drop or same thing with dungeoneer. And then you find a goldshire null and you just make a 10 drop. And sometimes that just wins you the game depending on what you find. So the deck has a, a combination of high roll potential in terms of the evolves off primordial wave and muck pools and just the repetitive freezes is a lot of flexibility. I got I one too many. The, I got I got one the, too many Goldshire Knoll being turned into Deathwing today on me. <laughs> oh God! No. Yeah, that's yeah that that happens. So you know, mm. that's that why sounds people like are fun it. when you're the one doing it, as opposed to seeing that happen on the opponent's side of the board. It can be a little rough sometimes. Yeah. Yes. So it just it just controls the board. It has like all the win cons it, you can it runs bran it runs bolner it runs uh sire denathrius so like you have that like real late game win condition and if you did not know the parrot copy his battle cry from when you play it so if it was deal 25 damage that's three mana deal 25 damage like yeah, yeah. No, it's it, disgusting. Yeah, exactly. It's absolutely disgusting. And it Doesn't runs life steal anymore, but they're dead. So. Exactly. Yeah, it, yeah life, I don't mind life steal not having life steal when my opponent their when there's explodes. a crater where his where where their hero portrait used to be. There. I mean, and with and and it's another way to like early to do a like an early kill too with uh Kael'thas into Bolner into Sire Denathrius, and then it happens twice again. So instead of like, it happens one turn later, or earlier, excuse me. So you could do it on turn eight as opposed to turn nine with Bran mm. for yeah. a double. Kael- okay. Kael'thas provides a lot. Too. Yes. Like, the, the use of Kael'thas plus like a discounted Murloc or like Kael'thas plus one of the um, piranhas from schooling, mm-hmm. you can pull off a lot of like early stuff too. And it's just like, there's just so many different pieces to this deck that you can use in like kind of interchangeable ways, which I think is great for somebody like me who like, this is not the style of deck I normally play. Like this feels very greedy and I normally do not play greedy decks. And I still felt like I could at least kind of pick up the deck and be like, oh, okay, cool. I can kind of see the lines. You know, I can kind of see how this works, but it felt like there were so many decisions throughout the game with this because you could like do so many different things. It's a, it's... I have like talked to people though who just it does not click, and so they pick up this and they're like, "Yeah, I'm constantly negative. I don't know what to do. Like, I kind of know what to keep, but I don't know how to play it out." And I think it's it just has, as you say, so many different decisions, which is why everyone in Top Legend loves it, right? Um, 
but it it's things like okay clownfish are you in a matchup where that means you should play amalgam immediately and try and find another murloc to to get three things on board right away or do you need to save that discount to play ravager and then something else or do you need to save it to play multiple mutinous effects in 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 one turn uh as you mentioned dragon rider uh, you can save a zero mana murloc so that uh you know one time against face hunter i didn't have a huge denathrius but by the time i got to six i needed it and so i went kaelthas a zero mana murloc that i could have played earlier but didn't and then my third minion was denathrius and and so that swing just getting a 10 10 lifesteal in play against uh face hunter is a really big deal yeah. Another thing people cheese out is the insatiable devourer, because mm-hmm. that coming yep. down any earlier than nine yeah. against so many <laughs> lists is just like oh, and now yep. you have a enormous minion while clearing my board. I guess I'm just dead. And, and so the, the deck has a lot of swings like that, where the units just get your board either frozen or cleared, and now they have a big thing. It's almost if there's yeah. a card that makes cards cost zero. It might be too good. <laughs> I feel like we may have learned this at some other point uh, in time with with my friend Kalthos, but I could be wrong on that one. <laughs> now, to be fair, this one does have the limitation of board space, right? It, it's yes. usually, if you're playing three three minions, right, you get to do that maximum twice in a turn, and, and now you don't have board space anymore. Um, but I did have a really sweet, game end where i went i played schooling and then just saved all the piranhas and went kalthas piranha of zero mana brand piranha piranha or actually no i think it was piranha bolner and then denathrius so i had bran and bolner in play and then played denathrius it was yikes it was silly yes you are limited by board space but when you have a 10 mana minion that costs zero that can do 35 damage multiple times in a single turn yeah it was yeah (laughs) things might be a little too spicy for some and and look and you could do all of that even if they yeah made macaw not be able to repeat that battle cry so i don't think it needs that macaw interaction to stay alive it'll it'll still be a thing oh yeah exactly and i mean druid can just do it with 20 mana (laughs) he can do whatever it wants so like like you changing kalthos doesn't necessarily take away kalthos combos so like unless you like nuke it from orbit (laughs) which i'm not i'm not saying we do maybe just make things cost one i'm just saying (laughs) so i was hearing a lot of over the first couple days of the expansion that druid was the menace and needed needed somebody somebody needed to come down and and teach guff uh that things should cost mana and and like that that you know People are going crazy that 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 Guff should get nerfed. Other things should get nerfed as a result. I honestly did not really see, have not seen hardly any Druid over the first week. So I'm I'm curious from each of you, what have you been seeing? Have you been seeing all the classes? Have you been seeing just like the good decks, like in, like Zulok and and some of that? Are are you seeing some of the MIA classes like? 
that if you're not playing them, of course, uh, like Demon Hunter and Warrior and, uh, you know, maybe even even Rogue. It seems like Rogue's not doing as as good as as some of these other classes. Uh, Daring, let's start with you. Uh, I've seen Shaman, 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 Mage, Warlock, Shaman, 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 and are, probably are you, some... Are you literally reading off track? No, no, I'm just... I'm. Oh, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like you might have been, so... Uh... I was... Yes, that was... The, I was doing a bit there. <laughs> I apologize, but yeah. No, it's... I've seen a lot of Shaman uh, with Mage and... Uh, druid and imp warlocks sprinkled in there, but I've seen. I generally play on my phone, so I don't. I'm not keeping track of it. So, uh, but it's a lot of me or a lot of shaman today, and some hunter two hunters in there too. But like the biggest thing I've seen is shaman. Edelweiss, what about you? What have you What have you been seeing? Okay, so for. I guess we'll say current season. Cert- certainly this week, I've seen like 25% Shaman. Uh, but if we're taking, including last week, it's like 14% Shaman, 13% Druid, 16% Hunter, 19% Warlock, 18% Mage. It's a pretty good spread. I would say it, yeah. it, it has been, like feels-wise, it was basically like I saw it Initially, a bunch of druids, a bunch of imp locks. Uh, Spooky Mage is really, really popular. Like people, people like that deck, and I think we'll continue to play that deck because they enjoy both the wildfire thing and the the skeletons thing. Like it's just, it's just a really sweet deck. And that Sanctum card is really good. Sanctum really good. could have two durability. That <laughs> I'm, I'm also coming for Sanctum. That's yes. A lot of- yeah. The, yes. I. I'm pro two durability sanctum, and I think it was in the theory crafting, and it, then they put it was they put, they put deathborn to six and sanctum to three, and I think they could have done both of those things and it would have been okay, but it, it, like just left it at two and put deathborn to six. But yeah, it's I think druid kind of toned down a bit because of Implock, because that matchup is horrendous for the druid. Uh, but the more people play kind of slower things, the better Druid gets. I think Shaman does pretty well against it, though, because you can play a bunch of mutinists and screw them up. Uh, you can sometimes evolve a minion that's too big before they can really do things. Like, you actually you do more early board stuff to kind of put them on the back foot. Uh, but Druid just has the best engine for actually infusing Sire Denathrius and consistently drawing it because capture told tooth mine is just find denathrius some of them still run raid boss anixia but usually it's just denathrius so it's guaranteed and uh like alkaline was saying druid with guff can just brand denathrius no problem so, <laughs> yep <laughs> uh, and then wild seed hunter has picked up and so i, I see that a bunch every now and again too Dragon Rider, what about you? What have you what have you been seeing? Uh well I'm fully convinced that the game only has six classes. Uh so <laughs> Yeah, I believe I don't that know what happened. Accurate. The other four just got deleted, I guess. I don't know. So uh but yeah, it's 
kind of just been a mix of those six. I mean, like a game or two here or there of the other classes. Um, I've seen a single game of Warrior since uh, the expansion came out. So that was, yeah, the one brave soul playing <laughs> Warrior. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been a lot of, um, it's been a lot of Shaman. It's been a lot of Druids. Uh, even a decent amount of priests. I think the like two days in there where like a lot of people were like, Oh my God, the Pelagos wig priest. Just like I was, they were all jamming it. I saw a lot of mirrors that day. Uh, that was like, everyone was losing their minds over that. Uh, so definitely saw a lot of priests in there. Um, yeah, it's just, it's kind of felt all over the place. And now, now it's kind of shamans everywhere, but I don't know. I kind of, I kind of like it. I hate it for my win rate, but I like it in terms of like the feel of the meta, right? Yeah, like, sure. you know, one day you're like, oh my god, the imps—they're everywhere. Like, oh, this deck is so OP. And then the next day, it's like druids. Like, we need to nerf like six druid cards. Ah. And then the next day, it's like <laughs> shamans. Oh my, like shaman is just all the cards are just nutty and like ah, that that kind of feels like a a great expansion week one to me. Yeah, yeah. I would say that I feel like I've seen more of the the spooky mage or the skeleton mage more than if it it's been Zula, it's been Implock, and it's been spooky mage uh, have been probably about half of my games, and, and it's it is um, yeah, it's a bit rough when you're playing the Implock deck uh, trying to get those, but I got better at the mirror. So I, that, that helped. And, and so I am happy about that. Um, Edelweiss, is there a card or a deck that has surprised you so far? Uh, or something you didn't expect would be good that has turned out to be better than expected? Uh, I mean, I think the thing that surprised me the most was the Proving Grounds Demon Hunter. And I don't know, people might pontificate on whether that is actually a, a good deck with all the shamans but um yeah kind of before shaman exploded and when i was still kind of like god i can't get a win in this meta like <laughs> bar barring face hunter um i was directed towards the proving grounds demon hunter and discovered like oh this is like a real deck and then Habugabu played some games on rank one with his own take on Proving Grounds Demon Hunter and I think just the couple of neutrals that it got really really pushed it uh, in, in a, a big way because before it was just like total meme you needed to high roll a bunch and, and kind of the one of the better things you were doing was the five mana one one that dies and makes a five eight well we, you don't even run that in this right it's just the the super big high rolls like the eight eight rush that makes it an eight eight rush and right. uh, Habu put in red herring which I thought was really interesting because it's a three twelve so it survives to pretty much anything you're gonna pull out and then it gives the other thing stealth so you can end up in a situation where like it fights Gilag and they both live and now you have a three nine taunt and all your Gilag stuff has stealth so uh it just really sweet deck and then it it, it also has a, a at least habu's version has a bunch of token things going on uh so sometimes you just do end up with denathrius in your hand and, and can still build that up 
uh, and having token things and flanking strike particularly, which gives you the 4-2 rush, and if it dies, you get another 4-2 rush. Go great with the hero, because that Kurtris hero, that hero power is just always so much damage, and so any rush yeah. minions you can have going on, which the deck has a decent number of, uh, gives you burst potential. Dragon Raider, what about you? Is there a card or a deck that jumps out at you over the first week that's been unexpectedly good? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna feature two cards here. First of all, okay. Insatiable Devourer, that nine mana four four that if you infuse it five times, you basically get to destroy three minions from the opponent's board and steal their stats. What? I thought that card was gonna be so bad. And then also Hot the other garbage. <laughs> I thought that was yes. And uh, the other one that I'm like not super thrilled like i haven't seen it a lot but also uh the the collateral damage and hunter people are legit mm. playing that and it actually has ended games and i'm like ooh, i thought that card was gonna be real bad and way too slow so it has been malfunctioning uh, <laughs> uh oh <laughs> in an absurd fashion it is doing less damage than it maybe should be like we don't know how it's supposed to work we know the thing that's definitely not how it's supposed to work. Um, but to compare very quickly, if you were to piercing shot a 1-1, one, one, it would deal 5 damage to their face, right? If Sorry, it specifically is b doing broken things with Twin Bow. So Twin Bow, if you copy that piercing shot, it'll deal, five dam it'll deal 1 to the minion and 5 damage to their face. And then the second one will deal six damage and say, well, the minion's already dead, so I do six damage face, so they take 11. Collateral damage, right as it stands right Gosh. now, if they have three one ones, it goes, you know, piercing, 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 they take five, and then when it doubles, instead of each of those doing an additional six, it's only doubling the face damage. So if they have three one ones, it does... Uh, 15? 15 five, and then 15 five twice. so it does 30 yeah. instead of 33 um, and it just gets worse and worse the more stats those minions have so if they're 2-2s two it only does 24 if they're all 3-3s three uh, it only does like 18 or whatever like it, it just gets worse and worse the bigger they are so it's bad in that sense but as soon as they have a fourth minion it it loses all basis in reality like it it's it's just breaking um <laughs> really because if say they have four one ones this is you know the extreme example right max damage um it will deal 45 it, it doubles <laughs> like it it doubles the face damage and then it adds it again so what? that's why you'll see people who just like going about their game and they're like, yeah, I'm about to win this and it's turn eight and there was a twin bow played the previous turn and then they take 30 plus damage off a of collateral and are like, wait, what? <laughs> what happens? That's yeah. not how that's supposed to work. I think it hasn't come up as often as, as people might have expected just because the situations where someone has four plus minions aren't like super prevalent and they aren't always one ones right they're uh usually more stats than that uh i've tied a couple games 
against like spooky mage just because they are the thing that was most likely to have four plus minions except those things killed mm -hmm. me uh so it would just be well i deal a million damage to their face they die but then i take the death rattle damages and i also died it, I imagine they're going to fix that. Whatever is going wrong there is, you know, clearly not how it's supposed to be. I hope they also make it so that it functions the way Piercing Shot does um, for, like, the regular casts, because that feels like less damage than it should do if, like, you're doubling and hitting three three threes. But it's just been, like... It took me a while to explain that, right? I, I'm sure it's even weirder if you don't know what's yeah, going on and you're just like, right. why am I yeah. dead? <laughs> okay. Well, I would just like to see less of that card because, <laughs> <laughs> like, they that's a lot one. of math. <sighs> You know, you yeah. know it's you know it's really fun. They usually set it up with this the 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 naga the um, beforehand. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, generally have a, a, a Therotar in your hand. They don't have a lot of cards left, and you can That's see it coming true. from a mile away. It's like, okay, I'm gonna play it on turn seven. What are you gonna do? Like, I'm gonna show. Like, go ahead and have my uh, uh, ice blast. <laughs> it's like, or like my, you know, something silly that doesn't do anything for him. It's like, yeah, no, this is this is fine. Like, I'll take that. You don't have a win cut anymore, and you have two cards in your hand. So. <laughs> That's that's how it works. Yeah, Daring. What about you? Do you have a card or a deck that has surprised you over the first week? Famishing fool, like famish fool. Like I, I thought it was like, oh, this is going to be okay. No, it turns out a card that just by being in your hand and things dying on board that lets you draw three cards is really good. It's still good. It's three cards draw this. I mean, that's why. You know, multicast. It's a simple multi. It's a simpler multicaster to hit. So like, right. I. It's just it. It's one of the things that's fueling that shaman deck too. That forty card shaman deck is. It's able to draw cards, and that's why it's so good. Yeah. So. The card that has surprised me being in decks the most over the first week is actually the legendary Theotar the Mad Duke. Yeah. yeah. I thought that card Very was fair. absolutely terrible when we looked at it. I'm like, who would want to do this? Why would this be something that I would want to put in the deck? This doesn't even feel like a tech card, but oh boy, it is a tech card and it is... It is win condition against against some decks, specifically the Druid deck. If you if you take their Sire Denathrius, it is it is GG pretty much. And I've watched, I I I did not pull the card, so I have not played it myself as of yet. But uh, watching watching other people play, a it's skill testing. It's it's like mutinous in that it's skill testing. You need to know. And look for signs of what your opponent is doing, what it, what they're trying to do. Look for tells like cold to mine and things like that that give you an idea of what's going on. But and then you have to actually get it as one of your discover choices. But if you do, and you can get very well rewarded over the first week. Yeah, it's important that it shows you the discover from them first too, so you can kind of gauge what you want to give them based on what you're taking um i've definitely had people screw up with what they give you yeah like <laughs> yeah that happens sometimes <laughs> yeah. I, I think 
Hat showed me a, a replay. He was like, they literally couldn't have given me a better card in their deck, right? Like, I'm not crazy. It was against Spooky Mage, and they gave him a Deathborn. He was on Miracle Rogue, and he's like, I don't otherwise have a way of dealing with a bunch of 2-2s and then making my own 2-2s that hit you in the face. It's just like, this right. is... And, like, they died to it. It, it was... It was terrible i mean if your hand's full sometimes you get all bad options like it's like do you want to give him your denathrius do you want to give him your guff do you want to give him your ari powered up devourer like it's like sometimes you get i've i've had it happen a bad a few times when my hand was like almost full it's like oh no you only gave the bad options I mean, that's a sweet thing with yes. the Shaman deck, right? Is if you've played schooling, yes, exactly. nods, you can just give them a piranha and you're good to go. Yeah, exactly. That's usually what happens. Like, yeah, I'm getting a piranha. Yep, it's a piranha. <laughs> All right. So we're going we're gonna to wrap up the main topic here. Real quick, though, I do want to ask each of you, do we need balance changes? Yes. Darren, you're saying yes. Do you have do you have a card or cards in mind when you specifically when you say that? Uh impending catastrophe. Like there there's uh, one that needs to get hit with a big big uh sledgehammer. Um Okay. I I think Kalthos could or Kalthos could be looked at too. Um and Cyrodenathrius possibly. So Okay. Dragon Rider, what about you? Do you think we need balance changes? This is tough. I don't know if we need them, but I think they probably would help. But I have seen a little bit of talk, and I, I agree with this. I would rather see some buffs to the other classes that are really struggling. Like I said, six out of ten classes right now. The other four, if they just got a slight nudge, I think that would that would help. But I think if we I are think Warrior needs to... a forklift, actually, to be <laughs> yes. perfectly honest. <laughs> Poor it's got Warrior. Powerful things. It just can't handle so many snowfalls. <laughs> it yeah. can't handle snowfalls. Uh, it can't handle imps. <laughs> There's a lot of things that Warrior can't handle right now. I, I think this yeah. is kind of the risk, though, is um, can you actually do buffs that are powerful enough to. Yeah. bring something in line with these other things without just breaking stuff. And, yeah. and, and buffs yeah. are so much harder to do because you, you yes. don't know how much that nudge is going to be. Uh, yeah. Anima Extractor in Warrior is super strong, but it, it runs up against uh, some of the other things that are happening and just can't quite get there. I think if they make mm -hmm. hits to Vile Library, which is the super early snowball of Implock, or to, I don't know, something ramp-wise, maybe scale. Or scale. Some, I don't I don't know what it is in Druid yet. Probably scale. Like, that could be eight, two. It's those things costing It seven. could be nine. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but uh, I think Shaman, the, the biggest thing for me is Macaw only repeating battle yep. cries five or less. Yeah. It, it, it just shores up so many issues in terms of that deck doing ridiculous things that are not okay. And, 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 Oftentimes feels bad things too when it comes to repeating Theotar or Mutinous yeah. or Denathrius. I think that is like the number one change that I would like to see. And it, it's just easier for me to speculate on 
nerfs than it is on bugs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because we, we know the problems that could be scaled back, and we have no idea what a buff is going to do, right? Yeah. Yeah. Those would be the ones that I would list, too. I think the only other one would be... Uh, I, th- I think both in Warlock, the location and the draw probably need a slight nudge. And then, yeah, probably pro- like something in Druid needs touch. I just, maybe it is scales. Like, I don't know how you do that. Maybe they just become one ones or something. It That doesn't really solve the problem of getting to rush into stuff, but you can't kill as much like on the other side. I, I don't know. Uh, and then, yeah, I, I agree. Probably bird for shaman. Um, I, I don't really know outside of that. And I don't know what, like, I maybe the um, the relics for Demon Hunter could be buffed, like, slightly. Uh, so. It does seem like the only way they will see play. I know, I just, I want to play with them. Please, please just, just buff my relics. I want to play I think that was the biggest disappointment for people, yes. was how cool relics seemed, and then oh. how horrific the stats came out on those i I feel justified on my predictions yeah yeah (laughs) i i i I feel like i gauged those pretty (laughs) i'm sorry dragon rider i i truly am (laughs) i gave them hopeful scores yes you did Hey, but look at it this way. I put hopeful scores for for Totem Shaman as well, and and it sounds like that's a bit of a bit rough sledding there too right now. So, you know, we we can all dream on decks and cards that we want. So, thank you all. This was a fantastic discussion. I really enjoyed that. I want to tell you about the poll question for this week. We want to know how you are feeling about the new expansion so how are you feeling about the nathrium meta so far are you enjoying it a lot no changes please it's fun but some changes would help it's okay but waiting for changes or not good major changes needed vote tell us what you think of the meta so far and we will share the results on next week's show Speaking of the show, you can find us on Twitter at Dr3HS. Follow the top uh, top pin tweet to join the Dr3 Discord. You can also email us at Dr3HS at gmail.com. You can find myself on Twitter at DaringAlkline and at on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash DaringAlkline. I'm streaming most days around, around lunch EST, around noon EST. And then I've got a couple other streams during the the week mixed in there. Dragon Rider, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Donnie DK, D-A-W-N-I-E-D-K, and Twitch and YouTube, Dragon Rider DK. Uh, and there's been some pretty great clips. I got to guest last week on uh, Blizzlet, which was an absolute blast, and uh, put a couple of the kind of discussion tip tips not really tips but like hot takes on uh, <laughs> legendaries to craft and legendaries to dust on my youtube which is hilarious so definitely recommend checking those out mage i feel i feel like we should give a huge thank you to adelweiss yes. for joining us today yeah this be, before i say anything Absolutely. else thank you thank you thank, thank you. you for joining us this was yeah, a lot of fun and I've really enjoyed having having you here, as I'm sure my co-hosts have. You can find me talking about Hearthstone, D&D, other games I'm playing, at Mage of Death on Twitter. Find out 
things about my other podcast, talking about Marvel comic books and comic book movies. We just got done rewatching The Incredible Hulk from 2008. Next week, we're doing a run of 15 books for She-Hulk. And we're going to talk about that to get you ready for the Disney Plus show that releases next week. So if you're interested in that, please jump over to at Comics Over Time on Twitter. And you can find a link to the show so you can uh, can join us as we go through the MCU and all kinds of comic books. And finally, Edelweiss, where can they find you? So I'm at Swagoy Edelweiss on Twitter. Swagoy is my team that I'm on. Uh, I'm also at twitch.tv slash Edelweiss TCG. Uh, Edelweiss is taken by someone who doesn't stream. Boo. Uh, One of those. It's a bummer. It's like, it's just, it's salt in the wound when they don't use it, right? Yep. It's it's, it's just (laughs) just really rough. But um, yeah, and uh, apparently, I I, I guess occasionally on, on GM stuff, I'm sure. I don't know. Maybe something will happen again. Fingers crossed. But uh, yeah, I am also about to guest on Blizzlet this very night because they record quite late. So <laughs> awesome! It's a it's a full week for me. <laughs> and do also every week you do coin concede. Oh, so, of course. you yeah. know, yes. Also, check that out. <laughs> of course, of course, you can't forget coin concede. All right. Well, thank you again. Thank you. We really, really appreciate thank you, it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you for stopping by. And as always, you've been listening to Doctor Three.